Hi, I'm Holly Cates, personal stylist and style coach extraordinaire. Hi, I'm Nolan Meter, celebrity stylist, shopping messiah, and accessory addict. We are the best friends that you never knew that you needed. We are the industry insiders and fashion's odd couple. In both of our everyday lives and at industry events, we see the best and unfortunately the worst in clothing and style. We are fashion partners in crime dedicated to stopping the most heinous of all fashion crimes on the street, the runways, and beyond. Join us as we take you inside our world, spilling the secrets of our experiences in the industry and inside our minds, judging people in the most loving way possible most of the time, and stopping fashion criminals dead in their crocs. It's more important than just the do's and don'ts. Jump on the Hot Mess Express as we teach you how to be your best and most stylish self. Hey, hey, hey. Fashion Crimes podcast coming at you. We have such an unreal, unbelievable guest this week. Nolan, guess who we have? I don't know. Tell me. <laughs> He's one of your people. because It's always one of my people because I call my peeps because I have more peeps than you because you prefer quality over quantity. I like everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I have, is- I have hose in 97 area codes <laughs> and Holly has like three. Great. I have like three. Um, <laughs> hi there, everyone. My name is Holly Katz, your favorite personal stylist here, Atlanta, New York, all over the world. And I'm with my bestie, best gay, fairy gay mother, celebrity stylist, knower of all accessories, Fashion Messiah, Mr. Nolan Meter. I still want that on a pillow. Can I have that on my pillow? On like a pillow? Like and, a nice decorative throw pillow? And guess who we have today? Mr. Hype. Mr. Stylist of Atlanta. One of my mentors. One of my friends. One of my people who I know I can always count on. It's very rare in this business. We love a Mr. Chris Shelby. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Chris, I mean, how, I mean, we're not worthy. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. Thank you so much no. for being on the show. We have it's so much, we have so much to ask you. We're going to get right into it. As Nolan says, no foreplay. We're just getting right into it. Chris, first of all, let's go. We want to know, tell us the who, what, when, where, why about you hit it. Oh, man. Who, what, why, when, where, what's up, what's going on? How you doing, world? My name is Chris Shelby. Um, I'm the guy with the colorful beard. (laughs) I mean, I'm looking at you right now, and your beard is changes color every week, and I know that about you, but now it's like a turquoise. A turquoise color, yeah. It's, you know what, Um, you know, the the blue, my, you know, you know what made me do the blue? My mother called me before I went to New Orleans the other day, and she was like, son, uh, I know you're getting ready to fly to New Orleans. Can you do the blue beard for me? I was like, whatever you want, mama. So I made the blue for my mother. And can I say with your monstrosity of following, <laughs> uh, I mean, the monstrosity of people that follow you, you love your mama. I oh, mean, I love my mama. you love, my mama. love yeah. your mama and Nolan. And that is what y'all I was going to say. We're going to, we're going to connect over that. Cause my mother is like not into fashion at all, whatever. I buy all of her clothes. She does has no, I mean, now, she, now she gets it after three years, but she'll like come out of her closet in like a Brandon Maxwell dress. I'm like, see, I love this dress. Can I have it in black? I'm like, no, Colleen, I found it at a sample sale. You can't afford it. Like, no. I mean, y'all love your mamas. Back to you. Go ahead. Finish what you're saying. You know what? My mother, since day one, and let me tell you something. And when I say day one, I had to have been maybe 11 or 12. My mother has always told me, son, I'm going to forever be your number one cheerleader. I'm team Chris Shelby for the rest of your life. So guess what? 
that's always stuck in my head. And I've always said, you know what? The, the person, you know, what? I'm not going to say the person, my sister and my mother are the reason why I do what I do. When I get up in the morning from when I go to sleep at night, I, this is all for them. It's, it's their happiness. Um, I want to see my mother and, and my little sister have the world. So I feel as me being a son and a big brother, I want to be able to give it to them. So Didn't you buy your sister a car or something like that? Sidebar. Yeah, um, That's what yeah. I thought. I was like, yeah. damn, what's that like? Must my, be nice. He, you know what? My sister, I love my little sister to death. And she graduated nursing school. My sister put in a lot of hard work and a lot of years and a lot of weight up and down and crying and studying late nights. And she did it. And, you know, I, I felt like my sister deserves the world. So I felt like I was in a position, you know, to get my sister a car as a graduation gift. So I did it. For, like I said, I do it for them. Amazing big bro. Amazing. The big bro, the big bro award goes to Chris Shelby. I mean, right. Okay. So your mom and your sister, you're originally from New Orleans. Originally from New Orleans. Yep. Originally from New Orleans. I've been living here in Atlanta for the past 10 years. Um, And honestly, I kind of came, I I jumped out, you know, on faith and really moved to Atlanta, you know, really not knowing anybody, but you know, I had, a vision of, you know what, I'm going to go to Atlanta and I'm going to chase my dream. Um, and that was the whole process is to come here, network, you know, get to know as many people as possible, take any and every opportunity I can and build, build the brand, build who I am and, you know, try to let the world and let Atlanta know who I am, which is Chris Shelby. And I feel like it's all starting to pay off. So I'm definitely, definitely, definitely appreciative of the city all the people here in the city, all the people that I've met throughout the years, you, Holly, like just everybody. Like, I feel like everybody plays a big part in my career because, you know, they see, they've seen the growth, you know, from, I mean, you've known me since, you know, doing Zumba, you know? Yeah. Like, you know it's, it's, <laughs> Chris is an amazing dancer, by the way. I That's can. how we met. We yeah. met in, um, at, where this gym we used to go to and they used to have these hip hop dance classes and yeah. that's how Chris and I met. So we, we I don't even want to know what it looks like <laughs> you doing hip hop dance, Holly. I really don't want to know what it looks like. Kiss my ass. I'm a good dancer. Okay. So moving no, right along. No, you don't want to see no you don't want to see me doing Zumba. So like. <laughs> no, but why do I feel like dancer. she showed up to do it in sequin leggings though? No, I just have I, a vision in my head. Okay. I'm not a hundred. I'm not a hundred, but um, that is it originally how we met and wh- how we used to, the people who used to teach, they used to let people go on stage and, you know, I was always on stage. And then I oh, used to course. think, I used to think that he was one of the teachers cause he was always on stage knowing like the choreography. And anyway, that's, we just started talking. That's how we met. So. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it all started from Zumba and, you know, like I say, when you, when you, when you get to know one, that's one thing I love about Atlanta. I love, there's a lot of good, genuine people here. And I've met a lot of good, genuine people here in Atlanta and we're still friends, you know, and you being one of them. So like I said, I want to applaud you and thank you for just being, you know, good friends are good, you know, are hard to find these days. So when you got good people in your life, you got to keep them there. And especially thinking now what was going on in the world, when you got good people in your corner, uh, good friends, keep them, you know what I'm saying? Keep them. Right. Keep and, them. and I always like, 
I like to think I'm hip, but I like to think that being friends <laughs> she, like, she you, likes to have younger, cooler friends because it makes her feel younger and cooler. It does. I, you know what? Calling it out. Wrong. I'm just saying. I'm like, I can look at you and be like, oh, we're totally friends. And I'm not lying. Yeah. Right. And then that oh, makes yeah. her feel really good about herself. <laughs> anyway, back to you. So, Chris, starting yeah. your fashion career, did you go to fashion school? Were you just a hip dresser? How did this all come about? So to be honest with you, yes, I went to fashion school. Um, my mother put me in a creative art middle school back in New Orleans. You know, just in general, New Orleans is a, a very different place. New Orleans is one of those cities where it doesn't matter what you wear, what you got on, with you be you. You know, it's just one of those cities. And I grew up like that. You know, right. I grew up where... You know, there's people in New Orleans who literally wear a costume every day. You know, they're painting their faces. They're wearing colorful tutus. They're right. wearing. It's oh my just God, like Turban Lady. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's the, it's, the it's Turban just, Lady of the Upper East Side. She just walks around with a turban. See, I love that. And I love that about people. I love people who can get up every day and just do them. And I grew up around that. You know, I grew up where people just, it's an eclectic city. So by me going to art school and, you know, the love of that city just has, come up with me into my career and I just I love where I'm from and I feel like New Orleans is the reason why I am who I am because even you know one thing that a lot of people suffer with is is, is confidence you know um self-esteem me I, I have it planted in me not only because of my mother she's you know you know planted that into my brain growing up as a kid but just where I'm from where it doesn't matter who you are be you be yourself and you know, I think that's what, you know, that's one of the things that got me to where I'm at to this day. It's just me being me. It's okay to be different. Right. I love being different. I love going places and people looking at me like I'm a weirdo. Um, <laughs> some people look at me and they smile. When kids see me, they smile. You know, uh, sometimes I'm out with like friends or whatever. And let's say we're going uh, hiking or something. Uh, like I went hiking the other day and a friend of mine was like, everybody's staring at you. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty much how things go when they see this weird guy with this colorful beard and, you know, random places like hiking up a mountain or something like that. So, you know, just being yourself, I feel like that's what's really that right there really set the tone for my career. And like I said, coming to Atlanta, you know, I, I felt that Atlanta had this niche of either I can move to L.A. or move to New York and do this. But I felt like there was an open opportunity of bringing fashion to a city that I felt like was on the rise. And I felt like Atlanta is one of the hottest cities in the world right now when it comes down to music, movies, fashion, everything. Like the spotlight is definitely on Atlanta. So I just saw an opportunity and I ran with it. So you got here. Yep. And, and what fashion school did you go to? So I went to AIU. Uh, I went to the Art Institute here where that's where I met a lot of my friends who are into video and things of that nature. So, and big ups to Dr. Um, Courtney, you know, he was one of the teachers over at the at AIU, a very fashionable teacher. So having conversations with people like him and seeing the way he dressed, all that inspired me to just be me. So I went to AIU too. Okay. okay I did, hey. but that was, but uh, again, way before your time and Dr. Courtney was not there yet. But, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm calling myself out, but like I'm on the advisory board there now. Uh, oh, wow. So anyway, so yeah, so I went there too. So <laughs> I totally, yeah, I know it's a, it's a very small school, but yes, continue. 
It is. And, and AI was a, a, a very, I like being at AI because there's a lot of different people there. Yeah. You know, um, a lot of different eclectic people um, who are into all different types of art, music, fashion, whatever the case might be, you know, anything creative. So being around those kind of people and right around while I was in school, you know, I, I needed a job. So that's where I went and applied at uh, Ralph Lauren. Oh, we love a Ralph Lauren moment. We do. Yeah. It is my favorite store in New York City. Hands down. It's so gorgeous. I can't even. I loved the store here in Atlanta back when they were at Lenox. They're closed now. Yeah. But for me, it was a dream come true to work, you know, for Ralph Lauren, especially being a fan of, you know, fashion and being a fan of Ralph Lauren himself and, you know, Polo in general to, you know, work there part time and, you know, just be around that every day, all day was just an amazing experience. And um, to be honest with you, that's the first place I met Tyler Perry. Um, and that's my next question. So then you yeah. started. So tell us about that. Okay. I was at work one day and Tyler Perry walked in with a friend. Um, and I used to be really, you know, when I, I like, I don't know if you ever walked into a Ralph Lauren store, people that work for Ralph Lauren dress, Yes, you know, like, oh, it, they are yeah. dressed to the nines. Yeah. It's yeah, one of the reasons I love it. Tea, I'm talking about from, you know, and, and nothing matches, nothing matches. You know, you could either do, you know, denim jeans with a with a with a loafer and a blazer with a colorful bow tie and a dress shirt. You can you could go all out. So I used to really play that part to the T down when I was working at Ralph Lauren. And when Tyler Perry came in, you know, he was really impressed by the way I was dressed. which was like, hey, can you help me out? Um, you know, put together some outfits. And I was like, of course. So, you know, help them out there. And, you know, of course, while you're helping somebody out, you guys are engaging in, you know, conversation. So, you know, he kind of got, you know, to know a little bit about me. And he asked me a question. He was like, have you ever worked on set before? And I was like, no. And he was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. And um, finished working with him. And, you know, he spent, you know, a few thousand dollars with me that day. Gave him my business card. And literally two days later, I got a phone call from his assistant. And they offered me a position of doing wardrobing at Tyler Perry Studios. Okay, Queen. Yeah. I mean, that is just, insane. Just a disclaimer: yeah. usually doesn't happen that way yeah. <laughs> for, the, for stylists <laughs> in the real world. But yeah. that is incredible, and we love that journey for you. Continue. Yeah, it, it was an amazing opportunity. Um, you know, that was back when um, Whitney Houston's daughter was working on set. Rest in peace to Bobby Christina. Uh, mm-hmm. She was working there, and you know, it was just a lot of great energy on set. I worked there for two years um, and it was fun. You know, I worked, I did four projects over there. It was fun working around all these great people um, who was just into the same things I was into. And I, and me being a student, you know, just learning from a lot of amazing people around there, learning from, you know, Tyler Perry in general, um, not only just on the fashion tip, but just on a, on an entrepreneur and business tip. He taught me a lot. So right. it, was just, it was just a great opportunity and, you know, right there, that's kind of what things all started at right there. Um, but the branding aspect of it took a turn when I started, when I left Tyler Perry to go work for Saks Fifth Avenue. Right. And um, that's where I have like followed you from store to store to store. Yeah. And then, so I got Jonathan to get a couple of things from you. But anyway, c- continue. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, we put together a few outfits back right. at Saks. Yeah. So when I, when I left, TP to go work at Saks. Um, one thing I love about one thing I love about Saks Fifth Avenue, um, Saks Fifth Avenue truly taught me the importance of entrepreneurship because while working there, you're on commission. Right. So you're pretty much your own boss. So if you want to make some money, you got to get there and you got to 
you got to, you know, build your clientele, call people, have them come to the store, you know, do whatever you got to do to make it in order to, you know, make ends meet over there. So I was able to build my clientele while also the manager of Saks Fifth Avenue let me be the fashionable, eclectic person that I am because I was pushing the buttons at Saks. When I tell you I was pushing the buttons, I remember my, my manager, Bonnie, was so afraid one day when the night before I was watching a Kanye West uh, concert. And this is back when Kanye and Jay-Z did the, um, I forgot the name of that tour. But I know Kanye, the one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, they did that tour and Kanye walked on stage with the Rockwaller uh, Givenchy t-shirt on with the, with the, with the, the leather kilt. Oh and yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah! Like the old T-shirts, Givenchy. Like, re, yeah, yeah. Re, remember that? Remember that? Look? Yeah, I remember because I, I remember like the Rottweiler tote bags and the T-shirts and the sweatshirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's when I first got turned on to Givenchy. Like, I never knew anything about that brand. I never knew anything about you know Ricardo Tishi and all these other designers. So I took a liking into that. So you know what I did the next day? I went and found me a leather kilt and I wore it to work. Nice. And let me tell you something. My manager freaked out when i tell you <laughs> was like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. what's going on <laughs> what's going on, what's going on here no, was she too country to understand it was she like you know um, what it was it, it was just it was it was two to the left for atlanta at that time but gotcha but i wind up walking downstairs to the actual store manager and she was like no chris you're fine that right there I think made everybody respect me as being a person who just doesn't follow the rules, you know, and I started to do my own thing at sex and people, they respect me for it, you know? Um, and I started meeting a lot of, you know, one thing about Atlanta, everybody who's, who lives in a city, I'm working, I'm working at one of the prime, you know, um, luxury retail stores in Atlanta. Of course I'm meeting everybody. And that's where my journey of meeting young Jeezy's um, manager at that time and her allowing me to put together a few outfits for him. That's where that relationship started. Okay. It happened, it happened right there at Saks Fifth Avenue. And that went from me throughout the time, just haven't met him yet, just putting together outfits for him in the store, manager coming, picking it up to her saying one day, like, hey, he wants to meet the guy who's been putting together all these outfits for him. Okay, so that leads us to our next point, you inside the rap world. So you're going to name some of the people or your favorite artists that you've worked with, and I'm going to act like I know who they are. So, okay. <laughs> so no one's okay. I'll, know, I'll know who they are because I'm right. young and cool. <laughs> and she'll just ask me, she'll like text me on the side, wait, who is that? Or she'll be like, oh, I know who they are, but not kind of. <laughs> and then Noah will be like, no, dear, that song was 10 years ago. Anyway, please continue. Because I want to hear like your who you've worked with, but I also want to hear like your favorite stories, your funniest stories and like your most troubling stories because everybody has those okay all right so i could start off with the number one song and video that jumped off my career oh i saw this on your instagram i think i know where this is going because i did i did instagram stalk you a little bit <laughs> just a little bit it's fine which is okay so okay so the number one song that really boosts my career and really set the tone was um bad and bougie by the migos <gasps> Yeah, I styled that You do that know that song, huh? I you do know that one. Shut your hole, I know that song. Yeah. I styled that video. Nice. Now, where did you yeah. get it closed? Is that, like, secret? Like, can I ask? 
where so i met a guy from switzerland named zola diaz oh that's who, right yeah zola just moved to atlanta and he had all these he, he had a store in, a, in 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 switzerland called adam but he was just relocating to atlanta and had all these brands in his house so he had brands like rick owen uh Givenchy. um he had um what else he had uh Dami Adoma. he had uh you know, Kenzo, all these pieces and was cool giving European brands that were all like not quite brands. in Atlanta yet. Yeah. yeah gotcha. none, of, none of that came to Atlanta yet. So what I was getting ready to introduce like Offset and um, uh, Quavo to was brands that they've never heard of before. So when I met Offset, he was like, hey, Chris, bro, I want I got this record that we're getting ready to shoot a video for. Uh, it's called Bad and Bougie. Um, he was just like, you know, I'm getting ready to put Lil Uzi on it, and uh, I want you to style me for the video. And I was like, all right, cool, let's do it. Not knowing that this is about to be one of the biggest records in the world, you know, we weren't thinking that way, you know? So I remember pulling up on set and having, like, all these different brands, like we're going, like, all these other brands, and we're sitting there going through the looks, and Quavo was like, yo, Chris, you you bought any extras? And I was like, I <laughs> I got a few pieces like, what well, can you dress me as well too? I was like, yeah, of course. So I wind up sitting there and I wind up doing Offset and, and Quavo for the Bad Booger video. And that video right there is what took me to the next level. I, so, honestly I, know, I always say every mm-hmm. famous rap star lives in Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. So when in, in that community, is it like huge or is it a small community where you style one rap star and then you're now you're styling everybody? How does it work? You know what? One thing I love about the hip hop world is the trust factor. Once they trust you, and once you kind of gain the trust of these artists, they start telling everybody about you. You okay. know, so it's um, a good community. It's a yeah, good it's community a great community, in. and and it, and, it, and it's not a lot of stylists in that community. To be honest with you, it's not a lot at all. Um, I think because growing when you when you're in this stylist, you know, mindset, your 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 main thing is like um, you know models and editorial you're not thinking about you know rappers and things like that and for me you know i've always i've always was taught that once you know your lane find your lane stay in your lane you know um because when you're trying to do too much you know you, you're losing focus you know you, you lose a sight of you know what you're trying to do and for me i was like you know what i see a, i see a lane of me living here in atlanta and dealing with all the rappers in the city and that's pretty much what i wanted to do and that's what i do Nolan, how many times have you told me to stay in my lane? Well, I also I often tell her to pick a lane. Pick because, a lane. because we love I, I love loud fashion. I love fancy things, whatever. But sometimes right. it's like that rule of like before you leave the house, take one thing off. And yeah. I usually say before I leave the house, add two brooches. But it's fine. But for her, I'll be like, okay, are we doing sequins? Are we doing gold? Are we doing studs? Are we doing leather? Are we doing fringe? We're not doing it all at once. Yeah, you have we to. We gotta find break it up. Um, we gotta break it up. My next, my next question is, how do you deal with the jewelry? I'm very curious on. Because because I, I have a friend who, who owns a jewelry PR company, and she's told me so much about this. I'm like, you need to, and I didn't even think about this, but when you're doing loans and things for celebrities, whether it be for a music video or anything, you need yeah. to have guards. You need to have armored cars sometimes. You need to have insurance. You need oh, to have yeah. messengers that are insurance. Like, oh, I couldn't even... Yeah. So, so how do you here. deal with that? Yeah. It's crazy I mean, to me. It's 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 a lot of money that's involved with, when it comes down to the jury. I mean, sometimes I mean, I mean, because you have artists that have their own 
personal jewelry. You That's know? what I was going to ask. Right. Are they like, I want diamonds here? You're like, yeah, bitch, so do I. Like, I mean, so how do you handle, how do you handle you know, that? It, it just depends on the art. A lot of them have their own jewelry. Okay. But like I said, you know, you might have an artist who might, who's carrying his jewelry bag as his bodyguard, you know? I, I um, see. Okay. And and inside the, the backpack, it might be his jewelry and probably a gun or a lot of yeah. money or something like that. Um, then you have the artists who have, um, you know, the jewelers pull up, you know, and they're carrying, oh. yeah, then they're carrying two, three million dollars worth of jewelry. And they stay there the whole time and they, they just they give stay, it back. Okay. Yeah. They, they either stay there the entire time or they're staying there because that artist is getting ready to purchase the jewelry after the shoot. I see. What about the sneakers? Choiring minds have to know. What about the sneakers? The sneakers? Oh, man. Um, you know, when it comes down to sneakers, you have, you know, it just depends on the artist's taste. You know, to me, my to-go-to sneaker outside of a luxury sneaker, Air Force One's Fresh All White. Really? I keep them on. They're like, I hate to say this, they're like crack <laughs> on the street. <laughs> wow. White Air Force Ones are like crack. They sell out. Well, they're a classic, too. I mean, yeah. they're a classic. They're a, they go with any and everything. You could put them on with a suit. You could put them on with, you, they go with any, they, all white fresh pair Air Force Ones go with any and everything. And Can they're we like unpack crack. that for a second? Because I just think this is a point that nobody talks about enough. I think it is so cool because nowadays nobody's wearing suits. But if they do, I've seen guys in New York wear suits with like a nice sneaker. I oh love that. And I don't think people I, do it enough. Nolan, I love a good suit with a white t-shirt and some fresh all white Air Force Ones. It's so, such, yep. it's such. It's such a clean look that kind of shows like the street mentality with the corporate world where you kind of fit in between both, you know? Well, I saw somebody in New York wearing it. Do you know the Dior? It was like the first line Kim Jones did, but he had those men's blazers that were kind of like ruched to one side and they buttoned yes. on the side. Someone was yes. wearing that suit in the gray with white sneakers. I don't know. I feel like they were Stan Smiths for some reason and a well, white turtleneck. And it was amazing. Well, you know what? I think. See, I also think that's the reason why a lot of designers, I mean, a lot of brands are getting these designers that have an edge to themselves who can show that diversity and being, you know, having different ways of wearing certain looks. Kim Jones being one of those guys, I mean, he has like a shitload of tattoos all over his body. Um, when I've, I've heard, yeah, I've heard stories of him showing up to a meeting where there's a lot of guys in suits and he might have on his Dior sneakers with, you know, Dior jeans and a t-shirt with all his tattoos showing you know you know same thing with mike amiri like it's up now they're looking for these guys who have this edge to bring those you know to take that and there's nothing wrong with all the the original looks of these brands like louis vuitton and you know Givenchy and you know uh dior but i mean at the end of the day you have to elevate to the next thing and i hate to say it the new generation is what's buying these brands yeah. like they're spending all the money in all these stores there's kids that are 10 11 years old that are walking into a Dior show and dropping like three four grand yeah well it's di well it's different now because parents are much more lenient in what they spend a lot of the time these days and a lot of the older people who have money are very brand loyal so if you're a guy yeah. you only buy suits from Brioni or you only right. buy suits from Isaiah so there are lost causes to these brands but yeah. my question for you is what are your thoughts on 
sort of the streetwear style that's coming into like the luxury world. Cause I love Kim Jones. I think he's a genius. I am, I'm very controversial with a lot of people because of my sort of conflicting opinions about Virgil Abloh, because I think he is an absolute genius yes. when he does evening wear and suits and jackets. I think it's on another level of genius, but yep. then, and I, and I understand the need for the more casual pieces that he does with off white. My controversial opinion is that I hate when he does it at Louis Vuitton because I don't see, like, I just don't see the need for a Louis Vuitton hoodie. I would like, for me, that's not what the brand is about with Louis Vuitton. Like I yeah. love his oversized suits for Louis Vuitton. I think they're crazy and amazing. Like the cloud print and all of those, but I don't know. Like it just doesn't fit in with like the, the French, like the codes of the house, like the menswear now seems in some ways so separate from the rest of the brand. I, you know what, if you would have asked me that last year, I'd have been like, oh, no, you're wrong. But now <laughs> my, <laughs> but I get it now. I love the sneakers he's doing though. I do love the sneakers. The reason why I love the sneakers, because I get where he's getting the inspiration from the clothing. I'm not too much of a fan of, you know, um, I do agree with you with that. I think it's definitely, um, it's, you could definitely see a, a separate in the classic Louis Vuitton. And what he's doing with a lot of that. I feel like a lot of those designs that he's doing for Louis Vuitton, he can just kind of keep it off white. But exactly what I mean. And, and I just with like I love the he sent some boots that I just think are insane. I love them. And I love some of the pieces from Louis Vuitton, like that umbre coat and jacket suit set that he did that was like patchworked oh, yeah. together. It was like held together by tiny little threads. It was brilliant. Yeah. And I want everything from the cloud collection. Like, again, I'm not small. So like walking around doing a cloud print, I'm going to look like a, like a cloud. So it's probably not going to be the most flattering on me, but like I see it. And I love the, like the edgier vibes that like Givenchy and everybody and like Aleks and that. I just, that was my one, that's my one controversial opinion. Cause like, I want my French glamour that is like that Louis Vuitton is so like known for. Yeah. I think he's taken away a little bit of what people love about those brands a little bit. Don't you think, and correct me if I'm wrong, the people that go in there and buy bags are not the same customer that buy the clothes. Am I wrong? It depends, but in, in large, in large part from my view, you're correct in that for a brand like Louis Vuitton, a hundred percent and a brand like Hermes. Yes, because people are known for the bags. And like for a lot of people who maybe aren't in a position to buy the clothes, Mm-hmm. The bag is like something you buy one time and that's fine. But for like the, in general, the luxury consumer, the bags that you see people buying up, like when you said you went to get something a couple of weeks ago before Christmas in the line outside the Louis Vuitton store at, was it Lennox or Phipps? It was oh, Lennox, you know, right? there was 80 people it was, online. It was 80 I mean, people online. Those oh. people aren't necessarily buying the clothes. A lot of the times, if you're someone who's buying the clothes from Louis Vuitton, you have a very different relationship with the brand. That's why I just think it's two, it could be two different stores at this point. Yeah. And, and, but that's also a reason, cause I used to work for Louis Vuitton. That's the reason why working as an associate for Louis Vuitton, your commission is higher if you sell clothing because it's harder. Oh, oh, that, that. oh that, that makes sense. And yeah. I, but I feel like there is an uptick in their sales for clothing since Virgil. And I, 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 I like, I know that's great for them. I just, I love Kim Jones. I think he's probably one of the most talented designers out there. 
Yeah. And, you know, I'm still waiting for like, I don't know if you know Christopher John Rogers, but I'm just waiting yeah. for him to make menswear because I will be all over that all day. That long. is Nolan's man crush. Uh, I love not, Christopher he's a genius. He is, he is fly. Uh, if I he hear one more thing about this guy every single day, you need this dress. You need this. Oh my God, Holly. No, Christopher John Rogers. So great. It's he, amazing. Fly. I'm like, I, it's, he's beating it into my head until I get. He, He's fly, but 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 that's the thing. People being a little bit more open to new designers, and I love that. We need yeah. that right now. We need <laughs> we need new up upcoming uprising designers who are killing it. You know, who are just making these pieces that are, you know, yeah, they might not be, you know, to a place like where you know um, uh, a Virgil or things like that. But there's a lot of really dope designers that are coming out that I feel like are getting ready to take over the game. And I think because of what's going on right now in the world, us as people are being a little bit more open to something different now. Oh, 100%. We want something that we're not going to see everybody in. We want what's getting ready to be the new what what that people are, aren't talking about yet. We want to be the first ones to be like, hey, I put you guys onto this. I put you on to this designer first. I tagged you. And, you know, we like that. I feel like that's the place that everybody's in right now, which I love. I feel like we've been needing that for a minute now because I'm going to be honest with you. I kind of started getting a little bit bored. Uh, right. Right. You know, I, it just wasn't exciting for me anymore to walk in to Neiman Marcus into Saks or into any of these boutiques anymore. Cause I'm like, it's the same thing over and over it's again. You know? Nolan and I have this argument all the time because I'm a personal stylist, so mm -hmm. I have a very different customer. Nolan is a celebrity stylist. He has a very different customer. He works with a lot of the housewives, has great relationships with those people. And we, and, and you are very different. You're inside the hip-hop world, so it's great because we can help each other out. And I use as a selling point to these men and women that I work with that I'm like, look, what makes me a great stylist is that I have a stylist. Nolan picks out all my clothes. I don't no high fashion. I'm a, I'm not afraid to admit that because he helps me learn. And that and we way learn it, in, in it, that way we do learn that I'm always right. Just putting well, that out there. Shut your hole. Anyway, <laughs> the point is I can better arm my customers because I'm having someone teach me and show me. Yeah. I have never been high fashion. I've never been interested in it, but I have to know it. And he's like, you need this because of this and this is why. And he's never very rarely is he wrong. And it's just about building a wardrobe that I never have had to do before. So I'm just at a different level. I'm at a different place in my life, but it, it's just helping me. It, it's just interesting to me that I'm a stylist. I have a stylist. I need to learn just like everybody else needs to learn. You know, if somebody, if, you know, if you had some suburban women and men calling you, I'm sure you'd be fine, but you'd be like, you know what? If you if I oh. you know if I needed if you needed help you would call me. Holly, when women when I get booked for jobs with women, I usually turn over to one of my friends or somebody who I know who who's good in that department because I know I'm not that great with working with women like that. I mean, you, you know, can I do can it. do it. That's what I'm saying. I can, you can do it, but yeah, I can do it, but I prefer Correct. and that goes back into staying in your lane. I would prefer to give somebody else that opportunity who's already good and passionate about that and let me go you know what i'm saying i would rather do that instead of me sitting there trying to do something and it's not really my niche i'm not really into it that much but i'm gonna do it and i'm, I'm just doing it for the money i don't do this for the money you right. know right. i do this because i truly love 
fashion and I love being on set. I love going through clothing. I love like I love that more than than money, you know? Right. Of course the money comes with it. And that's why the energy comes to you. And that's why the jobs come to you because you're coming from a place of service, which I think is it, which I think is which I've learned. And um I do it to create a movement for people like me women who don't know you don't know what you don't know and you're missing out because you think it's not important you think it doesn't matter you think it's too expensive and let's get you on top so you can show the world who you really are it doesn't take that much it just doesn't doesn't. and so speaking of clothing we want to talk about the brands that you love what you wear and the fashion crimes that you're like "I i cannot unsee that well, me personally, my style changes every year. I'm one of those people who, you know, if I, if I haven't worn something in six months in my closet, I'm getting rid of it. I go through like a time warp. I'm very, you know what? I'm I'm one of those people who I'm a fashion era person. I don't know if you've hmm. ever heard of anything like that. I'm a fashion era. I love era fashion. I'll sit there and be like, okay, spring is coming up, right? I'm like, I want to do 90s for the spring. I want to do the 80s for the summer. I want to do, like right now, I'm in this weird kind of old school New Orleans hip-hop vibe where I'm going back to the roots of things that I grew up on. So wearing, like I have a deal with Reebok, Reebok Classics. Uh, And I've been having this sponsorship for the past two months now. So now all I wear is classic Reeboks with, dickies and hoodies and oversized sweatshirts like they wore back in the you know, champions the, the champion sweatshirts the cha- yeah the yeah. champion sweatshirts the russell sweatsuits i'm kind of in that place where it's not about how much something costs anymore it's about the comfortability and where did that certain look start at that's where i'm at with it now you know and um I'll put certain things on, post it on my story, and people are like, bro, where did you get that from? And I'm like, Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) No, and they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, it's a gray sweatsuit. But I'll do a gray sweatsuit with some Gucci socks and some white Air Force Ones. Of course, of course. And in people's mind, they're thinking, oh, it's Chris Shelby. All he wears is designer. All he knows is designer. I'm sure that sweatsuit got to be something expensive. I'm like, no, it's a Fruit of the Loom sweatsuit. I just put it together where people are so blinded by designer, they think that everything is designer. No, you know, I'm, I'm going back to the roots of where, you know, we wore these kind of brands and it was cool. Like that was fashion. I think that you know? is so important to say that because as I teach people how to dress and, and how much money to spend, my mantra is your lifestyle doesn't require expensive clothes. I mean, at all, but you take it and you make it your own. And and not everyone can do that. Not everyone has the vision or the brain space to make it your own. I mean, I've seen your rainbow Crocs. I've seen oh, yeah. your, you know, all the stuff that you wear. My, my next question, and Nolan will love that I brought this up, is tell us about your man bag game because Nolan loves himself a man bag. My man bag game is, it's pretty cool. Like I have, um, I, you know, I carry my, my Louis Vuitton Daimler, uh little crossbody. I wear that a lot. I have the little, um, the Prada, what's it called? The, um, like if you go overseas and you keep your, your license and everything. Oh, a lanyard. I got my little Prada lanyard that I wear and I, I've got a longer strap for it. So I'll wear that to the side. Nice. Um, 
I've kind of kept things, you know, I went through a man bag phase and now I'm just back to the basics. You know, I carry my basic Prada wallet. Now I put my Louis Vuitton up. Um, I'm back to just now where, you know, you get to a point where now you're trying to show off to everybody. And then now you, 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 after you didn't did that, you're like, okay, now I don't care. Now, like now I feel like people know my face and I could just be me. I'm at that place now. I love that for you. I mean, you I, know, I, 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 you, 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 you show out and then you, you humble yourself back down. I'm to a place where now I'm comfortable. I'll show up on set with some Crocs on and a sweatsuit. <laughs> you know, I'm at that place in my life now because I'm not trying to impress anybody right now. I'm more impressed by my work. I'm glad I'm at a place to where people respect my work, where I don't have to pretty much show all of that anymore. I love seeing those people in it now. I'd rather put you guys in all that. I'd rather put you in all the designers. I don't personally need them anymore. Well, I've done that with like when I did an editorial shoot, I was like, I'm going to be on set for eight hours. Do I need to be wearing a blazer? No. I'm right. Like, I'm like, the pictures are not of me. I'm like, I'm, I was like bringing jewelry and whatever. I'm like, I've just got my tote bag. I think I showed up not in sweatpants, but I think I, I had like stretchy jeans on like a huge chunky sweater and I, I think I was wearing like an, my old man coat and I had the, I had like the Dior book tote, like full of the top with jewelry. And I'm just like rolling through Brooklyn, like, Hey, I'm on my way. And I'm pretty sure you was like the most comfortable you've ever been just being oh, just yeah. like, I don't care. There was care. a couch and, in the room. So I was just like, I had like, I was kicking my feet up. I'm like, once, once the jewelry's on her, my job is done. Right. <laughs> I'm good. At the end of the day, like I've done, I've done what I've come here to do. And I think as a stylist, that's the best feeling, you know, to where, when, when you're at that place, because you're not trying to show off anybody no more. You want to be oh, more respected totally. about your work. What is the future hold for Mr. Chris Shelby? Do you have like so many jobs you can't keep up? Are you try? I know you have a brand deal with Reebok. What else do you have going on? I think outside of um, I've been really on this whole branding thing now and me branding myself as an influencer so i could show that i have the style by chris which is the stylist but i'm also chris shelby and i really want people to know who chris shelby is like not the stylist but chris shelby you know like so i'm, I'm really into this branding myself type of the ordeal and that's where the whole colorful beard came in you know when i asked my mother you know to dye my beard a few years ago she thought i flipped on and hit my head on something <laughs> <laughs> she just she just didn't get it, you know. And at that time, I didn't get it myself until now where my mother is like, you dyeing your beard has pretty much made you into who you are now. And it has because if people don't know my name, they'll say, no, the guy with the colorful beard and they know exactly who to get in touch with. Me. Oh, that's your jam. I mean, the that's beard, that is your jam. That is your thing. That's the importance of branding, Holly. Like you have to find something you have to find that niche that's going to point you out that, like, that's you. You know, even if, like, let's say, like, Vince, like, Nola said, I like to wear, like, these oversized dad coats. Like, that could be your niche. Right. Something so small of, like, everywhere I go, I got on a blazer with a sweatsuit. Something that's going to make people be like, nah, it's it's the guy or the lady who always has on a blazer. Oh, yeah, that's Dolly. Oh, oh yeah, that's Chris Shelby. Oh, no, he always, you need something that's going to, you know, signify you as, your niche for your brand, you know, and that's been my main focus now. Is Fashion Week going to come back? Definitely not 2021. I'm optimistic for February 22, but I don't know. I personally think it's going to come back with a vengeance because all of these people who for years have said, 
why are we spending $5 million, $10 million on a fashion show? Yeah. We can do this by sending out press kits and whatever. They've all realized through this, like, because everybody's done virtual shows and shit. Nobody watches them. Nobody cares. Nobody posts about them. So they've been proven wrong. I think everybody is going to come back with a vengeance. I think people are going to spend so much money when it comes back to throw huge opulent shows. And that's what I'm waiting for. Because I think it's going to be like, I think I read something about the pandemic being like, it was a pandemic in 1918 and then happened, like then the roaring 20s happened. I think that's going to happen again. That's what I want. I want dancing on tables and fashion shows. I want that back. Yeah, I think it's going to come back. I was just in Miami the other day and I seen that Louis Vuitton exhibit that they have down there in the fashion district. Yeah, we saw yeah, your the, Yeah, in the, in the design. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I tell you guys, let me tell you something. I was like a kid at a candy store when I walked out there. I was like, it was that feeling of when I went to my first show uh, with my Claire in New York for Fashion Week, like like seven years ago. Like that feeling of just seeing, being there, being in the presence of it. Like I had that feeling the other day in, in, in Miami. Like Louis Vuitton had these big crates with the LVs on them. Like things are outside. All the employees were dressed in these like these Louis Vuitton design like onesies. Like it was so amazing. So I felt like that's going to be the niche when it does. I think, I think everything is going to be like extravagant, like just big and loud. And This year's a while. There's going to be oh, no for show. sure. Don't you think? I yeah, mean, not like, even in September. I think it's going to be too soon. Well, yes. I just want to go. All I want is to be able to go to Couture because I wanted to go in July because it was the first yeah. year that I like theoretically could go to like more than one show. So it was finally worth it for me to go. And obviously they yeah. couldn't. That's just what I want. I want the glamour. Like I want to see someone walking down the street in a chandelier dress. Like, yeah. <laughs> see, and but that isn't that like the best feeling of being in New York or being in Paris? Like just seeing something that's just gonna wow your eyes, just coming up the yeah. street, just like, what the like I love every bit of this. Like, and I think people are people are missing that right now. Just like especially from a creative side, like that was like going to Fashion Week was my was my inspiration. Like I go to fashion yeah. to be inspired every year. That's the only reason why I go. So I can see things and bring it back to Atlanta. Like, Ooh, yeah. I saw this guy with pins going all through his jeans and whatever. Like, you know, you just see things and you bring that inspiration back so you can deliver it to whatever city you live in. So I feel like as a creative, you know, we've been lost last year, you know, because we didn't have, we couldn't see it. There's only so much you could get from social media. Yeah. You know, like seeing it on social media is okay, but being there, being and seeing it in real life is a whole different feeling. I remember when I went to um, my first Kanye uh, fashion show, I think it was like season two and the whole experience of going to this show where, you know, you arrive in New York, a bus picks you up in front of this hotel. It brings you to this island. You got to catch another bus when you get to this island. <laughs> wow. And you get there. Oh, yeah. They the- showed it on Roosevelt Island in the um, the FDR park. Nolan, when I tell you that was one of the most amazing experiences I've ever seen in my entire life. But didn't they make you wait like two hours or something in the hot sun? Because I heard the show was off the charts. But was that the one where they oh, made yeah. people wait was, in the hot sun? It was because of, of Kim. She wasn't there yet. He didn't want to start until Kim got there. Oh, good Lord. He would not start that show until literally, I think I, I think I still have the video on my phone. When Kim arrived with Kylie and everybody, the show started. But by that time, you had models falling down and shit like God. that. So, but oh. it was like my heart was beating because I was just like, where am I? What's going on? Like I was like a kid again, like just being excited to be around all that again. And I just 
I think us as creators and as people who are just who love fashion, we're waiting for that that feeling again. And it sucked that we missed the entire year of that. You know, I know, so I know, but it's we're trying. <laughs> Nola and I try so we're hard trying. to keep ourselves motivated. We do a lot of online shopping. We're like, is okay. this great? In this fabulous, whatever. Um, but and I was going to ask you guys that, like, what are you, what are you doing to? stay motivated and inspired because there's only so much I could get from social media. I know we're, tr- we talk five times a day. So it's very unhealthy, that's- but <laughs> I mean, for, well, for me, like for me, I didn't feel as much of a, I mean, I felt like a loss of that opportunity. Yeah. yeah but being in New York, there's still some semblance of it, you know, for a while. And so I've been in New York the past three or four months and then I could go like when Bergdorf did their Christmas windows, that brought me that creativity and that joy back because, mm. you know, there's 18, ma- 18 mannequins on hanging off of a chandelier in full gowns and feather masks. Like for me, it's the vision and the creativity behind that that is so important and that is so inspiring. And so seeing that, you know, gave me a little bit of the peace, but I miss seeing the outfits on the street and all of those fabulous things. But I mean, it's like a ghost town. I man, mean, well, now I'm in, now I'm in Maine for the holidays and like, I, I know two two or three people in the state of Maine who have the vision that people in New York have in, well, actually in fairness, the, the two ladies that I know here actually have better vision than a lot of people in New York. I mean, they're fashion geniuses, but like, that's it. Like it's me and it's them. And like, that's it. That's how I feel here. Just from my clientele. I mean, yeah. but it's just, there's not that many people. It, it wasn't important to them before. It's really not important to them now because they're worried about COVID, but we're trying yeah. to, keep, we're trying to keep the flame lit. We're trying and seeing for me in the hip hop world, I mean, I, I hate that I got to say this. I actually had a pretty good 2020 because of the hip hop world because it mm-hmm. didn't stop. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys, like, if anything, it made more labels be like, okay, because, you know, we don't have any concerts and things, we got to give them more visuals. So we got to shoot more videos. Yeah. We got to shoot, we got to give more photos for their online presence. I mean, right. Their whole thing was we got to, you know, they were doing live shows and I mean, they were putting money up behind these live shows. So, I mean, if anything, I traveled a lot between Houston, Miami. It was a lot, a lot of Houston, Miami and Atlanta, where a lot of things were being shot between those three cities that kind of kept things on and rolling. But for me being inspired to do these looks, if it wasn't for movies and things like that, like I did Jeezy and Rick Ross uh, back in November for the song that Jeezy has. And the concept of the video was um, American Gangster. My homework from them from Def Jam was go watch American Gangster five times. Right. Right. Yeah. And become Frank Lucas. And you need to make Jeezy look like him. You're like, I'm sorry. Okay, sure. Let me let me whip out my VCR. Right. <laughs> I actually, but I, but I I honestly love that concept because I, for me, oh the God, biggest, the like I see people dress in New York, but they dress very well, whatever. But sometimes it lacks a little creativity. For me, the most inspiring thing was being in London because people there dress with a little bit more glamour than in New York. Yeah. Like when I was in London for fe- like Fashion Week in February, there were these fabulous like Russian women in, in Mayfair, like uh-huh. wearing... A, a black chinchilla, a floor length chinchilla with diamonds and like crocodile see, bags and like I love hooker boots. And I'm like, see, I want to bring that glamour to everywhere in America because it's like this vision. Well, my other friend who's, who is there, who is a fashion icon, like she is on the front of like Vogue street style. She's all over the place. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. I met with her when I was in London because that's her favorite fashion week. And so we were sitting talking about the week and her outfits and I said, so where do you get the inspiration? Cause she'll wear like the Molly Goddard loofah sponge dress that's eight feet wide. 
with mm-hmm. like, she just has this vision and she's like, well, I like to watch old movies and TV shows. And I picked like three characters a year or a season. And I sort of try to blend their styles into my own for that period. Yeah. And that was the coolest thing I've ever heard. I think it's genius. I'm with her on that level. Cause I do the same thing. Like I find a character and I try to, you know, maybe find a few characters and I just blend, you know, maybe sometimes I'll blend even a few different movies and take little bits and pieces of, okay, I'm going to do a little, I'm going to do a little bit of grease with a little bit of clueless and find like a middle barrier between those two or something like that. Or even when it comes down to music, you know, I'll sit there in my house and I'll say, Alexa, play um, Louis Armstrong or play something to that nature and mm-hmm. i just i just visually like sometimes i can you, you guys ever like listen to a song right mm-hmm. and you make up your own video for the song in your head okay uh maybe i'll that? start to do that from now on but yeah sure. like I, I can listen to janet jackson that's the way love goes right mm-hmm. when i think of that's the way love goes i just think of it being like a lounge party that's not loud but everybody's vibing out I don't know if maybe they're on shrooms or anything to that nature. Maybe everybody's on drugs and everybody's just like really high in in the sky with it. But everybody's like hands in the air, but real slow. And I'm picturing what everybody's wearing. And I'm like, they should have let me shoot this video years ago if I would have been like. Well, maybe maybe that's in your future. Maybe you are creating the vision for you to be an art director or, you know, a producer. Maybe this is going to bloom into something else. Who knows? The sky is the limit. Maybe art director is in your future. That's right. And And artistic director. I love that title. And as much as I love you so much, like I give you a kidney, we have got to wrap it up. And we we could talk to you for a hundred hours. And will you please on the spot, will you please come back and talk to us again? I would love, I would love, I would love to come back. Bring me, bring me back. We have two other guests who we've done a part two that because we guilted them into it. So we're going to go ahead and rip you into that as well. Now that we've got you. Bring me back. We have so enjoyed this. Please tell everyone where they can find you. So you can find me on Instagram under official Chris Shelby, official K-R-I-S-S-H-E-L-B-Y. Feel free to hit me up, DM me if you got any questions. I reply back to all my DMs. I just followed you because I didn't before. I I don't know why. We're we're going to be Instagram friends. It's happening. Oh, it's happening. We're going to be Instagram friends and let's continue to, uh, let's continue to keep each other inspired. If you guys got any questions or any looks that you need to send me or anything that you feel like I need to see, please send it my way. Cause I just, Oh, we will. I'm, I'm like a student right now. Who's just like, who's just yearning for inspiration. So I just love seeing what's going to be new. What's going to be hot. What's going to be the next who, what, who, what I just want to see everything right now. And like I said, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Oh, Everybody thank hit me up. you so much. Thank and you. you might be thank sorry you. that you just offered that to Nolan because don't invite us because we'll come. We will Oh, there's strong. already there's already a vintage YSL dress I saw yesterday that I'm like, someone needs to understand the artistic <laughs> brilliance of this. And my my two friends from Maine got it. My three friends from Maine, they got it. Thank um, we are gonna follow you. We want all of our followers and our listeners to know about you. We love you, Chris. Thank you so much for being a thank friend. Thank you so much. We will talk to you soon we are so proud to know you and thank you so much and we love interviewing you we are fashion crimes podcast you can follow us 
please on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, whatever. Hit us in the DM, right, Noli? Whatever works. Whatever works. We love you. This is Fashion Crimes Podcast, and we are out. I'm Holly Katz, and you've been listening to Fashion Crimes Podcast. You can follow Fashion Crimes Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Do us a solid and go to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join us next week as we investigate, discover, and laugh hysterically at ourselves and other people. Thank you for listening.